me you gamble the fucking money. Fucking degenerate. been talking about but i think we have a guest coming on is that right luke yeah yeah my boy gino i uh actually met him at orange theory and uh just kind of the same way i met jeremy just uh started talking about sports and led to sports gambling so orange theory the plug baby the plug so Um, let's get him on and then he can tell a story yeah let me give him a call uh the forbidden fruit must be tasted oh, wow the long fucking journey has paid off i love it so jeremy's actually off picking his uh picking his roommates up at the airport but yeah we're having a shortage of shit to talk about because there's no fucking sports <laughs> i know it's nuts right yeah dude it's uh I guess, isn't the nfl free i mean you can just super cover nfl but yeah let me know how you want it structured if you want to ask questions just tell me how to I'm, I'll try and play ball. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, I guess we could just keep it pretty short and sweet. I, I mean, I kind of wanted to interview anyway before, before all this shit went down in the first place. So I guess uh, a little bit intro to what I, to what I know about, you know, your company and whatnot. Uh, my man Gino here started Bet Openly, which allows users to uh, basically cut out, cut out Vegas, cut out the bookie, and. Um, the middleman who takes, like we talked about in our last episode, if anyone remembers that, 10% uh, of the juice. And uh, you can go on, make your own bet. Another user can accept that bet. And uh, bet only, bet openly is only taking 1% off the top and, uh, yeah, allowing more, more money for the users. Yeah, and I don't want to make this a commercial. I just want to make it a discussion. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> Just so you know, like 10% juice is actually the straight, like, and over-unders. Money line is actually 20% juice. Yeah. So if a team's, like, minus 140, the other one's only plus 120. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that for anyone that's never gambled before and trying to understand. Yeah, it's funny. We uh, we started this whole, you know, Degen Life kind of sports betting podcast and um, a lot of support from the OTF fam and friends, and a lot of these people don't really understand betting. So we... We kind of actually just recently got into just explaining, you know, how bet works and what it means and money line versus spreads and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I just want you to talk about really just the process of coming up with the idea to uh, putting it into action and meeting the right people and kind of how that came about. Yeah, I mean, shit, this goes all the way back to high school. When I was, you know, high school and college, I was a bookie taking bets, Um I'm older probably than I'm definitely older than you, but maybe some of the people listening as well. Uh, I used to run around with a pad of notes and <laughs> write everyone's team lines down. And uh, it's called flash paper. People, I don't even know what it is. You you put a match to it. And the whole piece of paper goes away in like a half a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's called flash paper, but long story short. Yeah. That's where I started running around in a high school, just taking people's bets. Um, this is my days were long before smartphones and stuff like that. So, yeah. Get all the lines from the newspapers. I'd have a newspaper rolled up in my back pocket, show them the lines, and they didn't move like they move today. It's like a free market now. But, uh, you know, moved out to college, Facebook comes out. 
you know, we can communicate quicker and start taking things through uh, direct message on Facebook. And, you know, fast forward, I always knew that it's a peer-to-peer marketplace. You know, I can use the, the obvious examples, you know, how Uber came into taxis, how Airbnbs came into hotels. Mm-hmm. That I don't want to make it sound like I invented the peer-to-peer marketplace. We're just applying it to the betting world. Yeah. And all 1% aside, because I, I don't mind that being a, a highlight, you know, saving money is always a good reason to try something. But really the, the, the number one positive of Bet Openly is actually the freedom to create your own lines and odds. Because mm-hmm. when you have a house, they set the lines and odds because they're saying, I will take this. 10% is a service fee for them to take your bet. When you remove the house, you can get creative. You know, uh, it's going to break my heart to bring up the Niners, but <laughs> the Niners were plus two in the Super Bowl. Yep. People on bet openly would have Niners minus seven, and all they would say was, well, I just want to be paid, you know, two to one on my money. Yeah. And you can just get creative, and the same goes for over-unders. Uh that's really what it is, and I don't mean to, again, I don't want to be a commercial, but just have an open conversation. It's I, a peer-to-peer marketplace for all types of sports wagers. You can make up your own lines and odds, and we also happen to only cost 1%. Yeah, I mean, it's been cool. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, of course, still I still use my bookie, um, but I uh, I probably made like four or five bets, uh, obviously, before all this went down uh, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> using bet openly. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to go back and forth. What bet did I just lose? God, I, I put it out there for uh, North Carolina to beat. Uh, was it Wake Forest? No. I don't know. They just got smacked by somebody. That was terrible. Um, might have been Purdue. Might have been Purdue. Might have been. Uh, yeah, I, no. And Oh, yeah, please. I was going to say real quick before we get too deep into all this, going back to your high school days and, you know, from the flash paper to carrying around newspaper in your back pocket, who – supported you on the back end i mean because if you have a bad week and you owe you know 800 bucks as a high schooler yeah no it's a good question (laughs) so uh to be honest uh growing up we i I called him uncle but he wasn't really an uncle he was just a family friend and i got an italian name so there's a lot of italians around uh basically what they told me was if you have a hundred x in cash the bet you're willing to take Mm -hmm. you'll always be fine now, obviously, there's outliers to that. People yeah. have that books have been broken. There's no denying that it happens, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much a standard rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. We can turn this into a uh, create your own book. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> so long story short, let's just say, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I, I used to take ten dollar bets, so I, I had a thousand dollars. I was willing to lose. Okay. So even though I was in high school, uh, I you know I I worked at uh, Jamba Juice. And I made enough money that I had a thousand in cash, maybe even two thousand to be honest. But uh, you know, not a whole lot, just a little kid. And by that rule, no, if someone came to me and said, "I want five hundred on this team," I no one ever did that. But mathematically, I would have said, "You know, sorry, I can't take that bet." Yeah, that's all it is. It's really a traditional big bank takes little bank. And I guess and on top of that, I mean, it's kind of like the whole, uh, you know, I guess for other people out there, like a drug dealer's rule of thumb, don't smoke your own, what is it? I don't even fucking know the thing. Don't get high off your own supply? Yes. Yeah, so are you, are you, are you betting on the side? I mean, it's, it's still in your blood. Yeah, but you can, you can, I've always been a gambler, so yeah. you, you wouldn't, you couldn't bet with yourself because there's nothing in it, but well, yeah, yeah, I always had a bookie and stuff like that. There you go. And really the, 
if anyone out here starts following like Instagram and cappers and stuff, a capper is just a, a fancy name for a guy that sells his picks. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they think in units. So really what a lot of people don't talk about is gambling is actually a business. A lot of people do it for entertainment. Nothing wrong with that. If you know it's for entertainment and you look at it like buying a $20 movie ticket, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference is you could win in this where you pay for your movie ticket and never comes back at $40. But uh, yeah, so I always think in units, you usually don't want to bet more than one or 2% of your bankroll is what they call it. Okay. So technically speaking, that was probably where my other thousand was I was telling you about between me and my book. Yeah. And I would roughly bet between, uh, you know, I'm still a gambler. So like, if I like the Niners, I'll go as high as 3% and stuff like that. But that's the reality is technically if you're sitting on a thousand, you really shouldn't be going up over a $30 bet. If you wanted to bet to sustain, you know, bet to not have a bad week where you now you have to take a couple weeks off. Yeah. But there's I, a lot of different levels of gamblers. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I'd heard this before and I remember me and you had a conversation back when you were coming in to, to work out at OTF and you were like, professional gamblers always say, you know, you should keep your unit size pretty much the same for every bet. And obviously if you're hitting 58, 60% of your bets, you're coming out on top. Ideally. Exactly. And that's yeah. where it's hard. Um, it's hard to be right. You know, let's just call it 56, 57% of the time. Um, it seems really close to 50 and people think they can do it, but really some of the best in the world are right at that number. It's tough. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, same as you, I, for me, it was, you know, learning how to play poker at a young age, playing online poker at 18 when that was big. And then I, uh, first got into, um, like just, I don't even know. It was a bet online or probably the first time I put 200 bucks in a uh, sports betting account. And my very first weekend I went, I won 17 of 20. And oh, I was like, man. I was like, I'm a genius. I'm the smartest better alive. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm never going to have to work. And I was only doing 20 bucks a game. And after that, I started going like 50 to a hundred a game. And I, I lost all the money in my fucking account. <laughs> Reality that's, that's set in old. quick. That's, that's the old big bank takes little bank. Yeah. Yeah. Technically speaking, if you ask like a super savvy, uh, gambler they would actually tell you week to week change your bet size based on your bankroll so let's just say you know you went 17 for 20 and you doubled your bankroll they would tell you it's okay to double your bet but not double it just on your hot streak like basically base it off your bankroll and it probably sounds like at 20 bucks a bet you were betting with 10 percent of your bankroll every time which is just dangerous yeah yeah, it was a, it was, I, I would say it was a lesson learned, but I've, I've had some, you know, tough, tough weekends after that as well. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm the guy that goes, if I go to Vegas and I'm there from, let's just call it Thursday to Sunday, yeah. and I have the last flight out Sunday at midnight and I'm watching Sunday night football, <laughs> I'm the guy that'll put my whole, my whole bankroll on that. Oh, Sunday that's the biggest bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it all depends. I mean, people always joke around and tell stories like, this is a true one. Do you know which, which team in college football gets the most pets? All of college. Oh, it's got to be Hawaii, right? All day, exactly. Yep. A lot of people don't know that. They're like, oh, they'll be like, you know, they'll throw out Alabama or something like that, yeah. which they definitely do, but they underestimate. That's the entertaining gambler, the the, the degenerate junkie that's chasing. Yeah. That's the last 
yeah. out of the week before you have to beat your your bookie on Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> is a hammer in Hawaii or against Hawaii. It's the game. It's not the team. Yeah, uh, which, which is usually from 8 to 9 hour time, but the guys on the East Coast are staying up 11 and starting midnight <laughs> their time sometimes. So. Oh, easily. That's yeah, great. yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I, I just want to hear about like how this is affecting you guys with what's going on right now. But I don't know if I yeah, want me so, to. Of course, I got a bunch of stuff. So yeah, I mean, long story short, so what we started as and what we're going to be are vastly different. So we're always going to be that peer-to-peer marketplace. So if anyone checks us out, it's obviously a terrible week to check us out because you're not going to see any bets. Yeah. Um, you know, we're. It's all jokes aside. It's it's like we're a bar that got shut down. Yeah. the virus it's the same thing we're not shut down there is no sports so yeah. it's literally we we pulled it down it's still there but you wouldn't feel the back end down and we're gonna like double double up on um on development but to give you an idea so simply put sports wagers or entertainment there's a skill to them the people that can move the lines the right way and do all that what we're gonna grow to be uh is we're going to actually create things like groups. We're going to create pools and essentially just think of it as a gambling haven where anything you've ever wanted to bet you could. And let me like flashboard and get someone like, what the hell is this guy talking about? What does he mean? We built bet openly, obviously to bring the peer to peer and lower to 100%. So that was kind of like, that's the premise. That's what, that was the foundation of what we were building. Uh-huh. Now what we're going to do when you'll see it by NFL this year, you know, we have time now with it down, trying to turn a negative into a positive. About 60% of our costs went to maintenance, but now they don't have to. So we're going to pump all that into development. And what I was just kind of about to talk about was we're going to essentially now try and change the gambling game. Uh, when you have the freedom with peer to peer, you can create anything you want. There's, there's no liability. So you can create it. And it's almost like, you know, build it and they will come. Yeah. You can see if anyone else wants to take it. The the advantage, the, excuse me, the, the the reality is people will still use a book. We're not here to, like, replace them per se. It's just a different service. But yeah. uh, I know everyone sees them as, like, six one way, half a dozen the other. Um, but what I was talking about was we're going to have, like, pools and groups, like the same way I'm sure you're in a fantasy football league. Yeah. Same way you have, like, a private group of, you know, 12 guys, you can have a private group and bet openly and bet each other stuff that no one else takes and you just make bets with each other. Gotcha. Stuff like that. So, um, you almost, you said, you said you were kind of talking about people like could potentially bet on anything or create groups. Like I, could you almost, it almost like to get something in writing, like, Hey buddy, I'm going to play you in FIFA online. (laughs) <laughs> like, could you put the could you put the bet through on bet openly and have it be you know? Yeah. So yeah, and let me explain it to you. So I want to say no to that, but I'm going to say yes and explain. So technically, I'm not a coder and I won't pretend to be, but I think I can explain it to non-coders well enough. Now that I, my coders have told me ten times. <laughs> yeah. uh, long story short, if you two, you and your buddy played on FIFA, bet openly wouldn't know the outcome because. Yeah. We'd have to have a back end API connection. So what there's two there's two answers. So right now that openly allows major sports because we have an API that confirms the total. Mm-hmm. And the code is super simple. It's just like team A will have more points than team B. And literally when you look at the end of score, that's how you know we determine a winner, whoever has more points. 
So it's, it's really easy. It can be automatically decided. You have a trusted source like ESPN.com that does scores, and no harm, no foul. You know, you, you settle the bet and everyone moves on. Uh, with two people playing in FIFA, that will never really be public knowledge unless Twitch opened up their back end mm-hmm. or results, which they could, uh, or you set an admin. If you know two friends and you sign off, that hey, click this button. If you trust the admin, will always whatever whatever they basically they say goes. Do the right, yeah. Yeah, then you could do that way. You just couldn't have two strangers betting like that because then two strangers, you could just have a, a lying admin that just scams people out of money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so it, it's a gray area, and, you know, we'll build toward it. Uh, the short answer would be a service that provides gaming like Twitch, and you hook it up on the back end, done. It's over. It's easy. Piece of cake. Or if it's two people, like, forget about e-games for a second. What if you and I were, like, playing basketball in the park? Yeah. There's never going to be the result of that online. Uh, I guess never say never, but uh, there's not today. And then we would have to have an admin that everyone agreed on could, like, decide. Yeah. I mean, in reality, people could just, I guess, just Venmo. But uh, are you guys eventually going to try and move to an app interface as well? Yeah. So we wrote everything. And uh, sorry if this is going down a boring road, but. No, it's we interesting wrote- to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. We, we, we wrote everything in uh, the type of code that actually is the same code you use to write apps. Uh-huh. So um, it's actually really easy to take our code and apply an app. The only reason we didn't, and you're, you're literally giving me layups here. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the only reason we did it is apps are closed walls. So what you can do on Bet Openly right now, and again, I say right now, unfortunately, there's no games, but if it wasn't no games, you can actually create a bet and text it or email it to a friend. And if you had an app, you couldn't do that. You could send them a link to download the app. If they downloaded it, then you could send them within the app. Gotcha. Uh, we actually chose to go with a wall with structure, so we are web-based for that reason. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really. I mean, I don't really have any uh, other layups to to give you. I don't have any other questions. One of the things, <laughs> I guess, to whoever does listen to this, you know, our our listeners out there and. Props to you. I just wanted to say the thing I think I like most about your uh, your website is how easy it was to actually get my winnings out of the fucking thing. Because, oh yeah. Because I, I mean, other people who have you know not used that's the beauty of a bookie is at least you know if if you have a you know book you trust obviously you should be you know sending each other money whether it's Monday or Tuesday and a weekly thing. But uh, yeah, websites out there can be such a pain in the ass sometimes to get money out especially if it's an overseas, um, you know, f- format or website that you're using. I remember I hit a huge parlay one time when I was about 21, and I tried to get it out, and it told me I needed to, like, send a copy of a current bill. And I'm like, I don't have any fucking bills. I live at home. I had to, like, try yeah. and talk to my dad. And, uh, yeah, long story short, I, uh, you know, had some had some wins a couple weeks ago on bed openly, and I, uh, I just had the money sent right to my PayPal. No, yeah, I appreciate that. And honestly, like I used to bet offshore too, and it's so annoying. They'll let you deposit in seconds. Like you could oh, deposit yeah. in place. You don't need to prove anything. No. Now, when it comes time to win, they roll out this you know seven stage program to prove you're who you are, and it's like, why didn't you do that in the beginning? Yeah. Um, and I back to that story before. I never got my money out. <laughs> I gave it all oh. up. <laughs> and then I was gonna say. You, 
that's it really more has to do with that. It's not that they don't have the money. They do. It's they want you to keep it in and make it hard because I can't imagine how much data they have on the people that lose it if it's annoying and they just leave it live for another two weeks. Oh, easy. Yeah, it's fucking even a day sometimes. Yeah, it's 100%. That's their plan. Yeah, yeah dude, I appreciate this. I'd, I'd love to be on maybe closer to I, – I think, and we didn't even – you didn't ask this, but I just like talking uh, – I think we're going to be shut off with sports here until NBA playoffs. And I think the NBA playoffs will probably roll out with the current standings. So they're probably going to freeze all this to the NBA playoffs. We'll probably see NBA playoffs. I think, I hope I'm right. Let's just say June. Uh, We're going to have a 30 to 60 day freeze. There's no denying that Mm -hmm. it's the risk and reward and it's just not worth it. And that's not like my opinion or anything. It's just these people have a lot of money and all that. Why would they risk getting their whole, uh, their whole staff or their whole team and their whole league sick. It's just not worth it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to come on close to NBA playoffs or at the very worst, if my nightmares come true and we're off until NFL. NFL. Yeah, and, man. I, yeah, we actually kind of just talked about this cause we were recording when we were trying to get you on about an hour ago, but, uh, yeah, we were talking, Jeremy read some report, you know, ideally June, I know I was wondering if they would do like another two weeks of regular season with no fans before they went right into the playoffs. But, but yeah, they might just go, you know, top eight from each conference where it is right now. I'm just devastated because, and I didn't even really talk about this when we were recording earlier, this was San Diego State's first chance to make a real run in the NCAA tournament. And uh, Bro, I was looking at this today. We basically just had to beat Seton Hall to make it to the Elite Eight. Are you a state? Like, oh, yeah. Did you go to state? Am I tripping? I went to state. That's right. Fuck. Yeah, I I'm forgot about check, that. Man. I forgot Dude, I, about I, They played out the whole – I mean, mind you, the thing I hated about this, them doing that stupid uh, – Top 16. Uh, what do you call it? You didn't you know, but they did like it digitally. You know, they like had like a NBA 2K play it out or whatever yeah. it's called uh, for college. Uh but like I looked, you know, like every year, like there's like a five that beat, or excuse me, a twelve that beats a five, and they didn't, like that wasn't even included, so hmm. it didn't really make sense because that's the, that's the beauty of March Madness. Yeah, like yeah, definitely the crazy. But just looking hierarchy for us to be to make it to the Elite Eight, Seton Hall was the only team we've probably even seen play. Everyone else is like, dude, we're gonna hold them to 50 points. I know. I was so sick of the trolls online, too, that were just like, states are frauds, this and that. I'm like, man. Dude, everything I read sounded like what they said about our Niners, dude. We haven't played anyone. We haven't done anything. I'm like, oh, man. It's it's the same bias and bullshit. I mean, the one thing that did hurt us is our starting center probably wouldn't have played. He had that blood clot to his his lung early in the season. Um but we're still so deep. I mean, Wetzel down low. We have like three seniors who are awesome. You know, potential player of the year, player of the year, Malachi Flynn. Now I'm just boring listeners. But uh, State had a real chance, and and they were saying Kansas is definitely the best team, and they have a great center. But uh, Wetzel would have, you know, I think he could have given them some problems. He could shoot. He's athletic. He's strong down low, and we're a great shooting team. So it was, it was sad. Sad for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I agree. We don't have to bore anyone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I went yeah. to state, and I, I honestly, selfishly, I was mad about us because it, I, we really had a chance to go to the lead eight and, you know, one upset, now we're in the final four, and that's great for our program. Yeah. We also had the first two home games at the, sh- at the show, which would have been a huge advantage. But, you know, it really made me sad and unselfishly was Dayton. 
Dayton legit had a chance. Yeah, that would have been fun to watch, the, man. Obi they, Toppin. They, yeah, they they should have. They had everything to go to the lead eight, the final four, and that would have been great for a program like that. And that's and that's what makes like March Madness so great. And it's just yeah, so, so sad. It, it sucks all the way around. It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Well, I got to get going, man. I would I would love to have you on again. I'm sure Jeremy would too. I, I think he's gonna miss this uh, conversation when he hears it. But uh, thanks so much for coming on, dude. Yeah, dude, let me know anytime. I'm always available. I just like talking gambling and sports. Yeah, hey, my that's, of them. that's why we started doing this, us, us too. <laughs> but uh, all right, man, well, uh, stay in touch, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, cheers. All right, brother. It's the time of the season When love runs high In the time, give it to me. Let me try.